The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And this week is no exception. Today, we're going to talk about angels. But before we get started, I want to welcome everybody from UK Health Radio. Guys Guys Radio has been on KCAA Radio here in Southern California for the past few years. We've been podcasting for a number of years. We've done over 500 and close to 550 shows now. And I am delighted to announce that we have just joined the team of UK Health Radio. And we're very, very excited about it. For those who are unfamiliar with UK Health Radio, it's an award-winning station, Europe's first dedicated to health. They've got millions of listeners each month, round the clock, broadcasted from London, 365 days a year, and health-conscious opinion formers are out there. So you ask yourself, guys, guys, radio, what are we doing out there? Uh, We're not specifically health. Well, listen. Guys Guys Radio features interviews and in-depth conversations with thought leaders across the worlds of relationships and modern masculinity, spirituality, health, wellness and diet, business, and a lot more. We give you a fresh perspective through my kind of Guys Guys lens, if you will, for reimagining a world where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. So that's what we're all about here on Guys Guys Radio, and we're delighted to work with UK Health Radio because we're all about the overall health of the planet, health of men, health of women, and that's just not physical health, but it's also spiritual, mental health, and really living our best lives. So I'm delighted to begin our new next part of our journey today with a special guest from Ireland. She is an actual Irish mystic. Her name is Lorna Byrne, and she has her new book. She's a best-selling author. Her new book is called Angels in My Hair. She's been seeing physical angels and communicating with them since childhood. And she's been uh, touted by Roma Downey of uh, the Touched by an Angel series. Um, I read this book, and I was blown away by it. And I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with Lauren because the the energy that emanates from her is so high, so loving, and she's just a cool person also and very, very kind. So I think you're going to enjoy that. And as I mentioned, Guys Guys Radio, what we do here, we bring in thought leaders from around the world from so many different areas, everything from entertainment to metaphysical leaders, spirituality, so much more, and we bring out new information for you to consider. So we're not telling you what to do. We're not wagging our finger at you. We're saying, what about this? Have you considered this? Is this something that could help you out? Is this something you want to weave into the the fabric of your day-to-day lives? And that's what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. And we've talked to over 700 thought leaders from around the world, from just about every continent. The show has been downloaded in over 100 countries. 
and I'm sure we're going to get so many more listeners now. And I'm just very, very excited to begin a new chapter on our Guys Guys Radio journey. So thank you so much, Johan from UK Health Radio. And thank you, my team, for helping me get this thing pulled together so we could add UK Health Radio to our platform. Chris Marcello is my producer. Ryan Gilpatrick does some production and also strategy, and they've done a fantastic job. And I'm thrilled to be part of UK Health Radio. So we're going to talk about angels today. Our special guest, once again, is Lorna Byrne. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And so let's get started. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, Guy's Guy's Radio, the interview portion of our show. And I've got a very special guest. As you know, on Guy's Guy's Radio, over the years, we've interviewed so many metaphysical teachers and spiritual teachers and just a lot of people who are connected with spirit and source and have helped us out. And one of the things we do on the show is try to get information out there that all of our listeners and viewers can consider. And I've got a very special guest today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. We're going to talk about angels with Lorna Byrne. She's devoted her life to remind humanity of the spiritual potential within us all. Um, She's been seeing and talking to angels since she was a baby. She sees angels physically, not just through meditation or visualization, she actually sees them and they guard, guide her life. She's the author of seven best-selling books, including Angels in My Hair, The True Story of Modern Day Mystic. She's devoted to reminding humanity of the spiritual potential that resides within all of us. And today we're going to talk about her experiences, including her physical gift in the, seeing the unseen world of angels and also how uh, they can guide us each and every day, and Lorna's going to teach us how to work with our angels and connect with our angels. And she's also got a sanctuary center in Ireland where people of all walks of lives and beliefs can come together, deepen their connection with the spirit and with Lorna and through nature. So let's get to it right now because I'm very excited about my very special guest, Lorna Byrne. She's got a new uh, book called Angels in My Hair. It's really her life story. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Lorna. It's my pleasure, Robert, to be on your radio show, and I'm really looking forward to giving all the information I can to your listeners and inspiring them. Fantastic. And you're coming to us today from in Ireland? I'm, I'm in Ireland. I'm actually in my own home. I'm in a tiny little room here, <laughs> and um, everything is working, so that's good. <laughs> you look good. You sound good. Everything's perfect. So... Um, can you explain, let's start at the beginning and for some context, what exactly are angels and why, um, why are they here and are they here to help us or what, what are they for? What, what's the, what, what are angels? Um, angels are, they're spiritual beings. They're, they're this light. This is the only way I can describe them. And they give a human appearance within the light. And they have told me that they are neither male nor female. But at times, we might feel your guardian angel is female, and, and it will do that, that for you, or it's male in that, in that way. And one other thing I love about them is, you know, they don't have to change their clothing like we do. You know, it's like it's done. It's, it's, the clothing is the angel as well. You know, 
and they can change their appearance many times. And the other thing about them is, you know, they don't always show their wings. You know, to me, when an angel shows wings, to me, I feel very privileged because it doesn't happen all of the time, very rarely. And every single human being has a guardian angel. And that is one thing I, I love because the guardian angel never leaves you for one second. So you're never, never alone. It's there to to help you and to guide you through life. It's there to you know, to allow you to know that you're loved unconditionally, you know, and, and to your guardian angel, you are their number one. You're unique and perfect. And no matter, how would I say, their love is so incredible because, you know, the way we might feel, you let yourself down or, or you said something bad to a person or you did something that wasn't really very nice. And you straight away feel, well, everyone will hate you for that. Um, but the lovely thing about your guardian angel, no matter what, it loves you unconditionally. And I, I love that. And the other thing about the guardian angel, it's the gatekeeper of your soul. But there is so many angels, different types of angels that help us in, in our life. And I would just say to everyone, whether you believe or not, you know, you have a guardian angel and maybe try and push that doubt away and give yourself a chance to to believe and ask your guardian angel for help. I know it's helping you already. You know, it's it's doing everything possible. But if you kind of say, OK, I'll give this a go, you know, maybe the first thing you can do is just say to your guardian angel in the morning, good morning. I know you're with me. Help me through this day. Mm. Um, and you can ask for a sign as well. Lots of people ask for signs. Um, sometimes I'm told they never get their signs, you know. Um, but most people would say they did, you know. And sometimes most people will just ask for a feather, you know, or, or a flower. Or they might ask for just to feel good to feel love within themselves, you know, to feel peaceful. And many a time they would tell me they would feel that just coming over them in, okay. that, in that way. And that's your guardian angel, I would say, wrapping its arms around you. Okay. Have, have angels uh, ever been human? Um, no. And, and I love when, every, when I'm asked that question because at first I used to be very um, kind of embarrassed you know, because I was feeling emotional for the angels. But no, they weren't. They're never, they have never been, been human. Angels are creatures that were created long, long ago before you were, you and I, um, or before life in that, that sense. And, you know, the way we put angels on pedestals, well, the angels have us on a pedestal that is so, so high that, you know, you could never reach it. Um, and the other thing about angels is that, you know, they, they just love us so, so much. And even though we put them on pedestals, we are more than any angel ever could be. And again, that's because of your soul, you know, that spark of light of God. Even if you don't believe in God, 
you know, um, I'm afraid you have a soul. I can't prove it. I would love to be able to. But the angels, since I was a child, have just taught me so, so much. And I'm dyslexic, as you know, badly. So I shouldn't be sitting here talking to you. <laughs> you know, that, that shouldn't be happening. But again, people would say, you know, it happened for you, so maybe it can happen for me. I would often hear from college students and all of that saying, well, if you could do it, Lorna, I, I can do it. Fantastic. Let me ask you, but let's talk a little bit about guardian angels. So everybody is assigned a guardian angel, and that guardian angel, my understanding is, stays with you throughout your life. And uh, from what I've read, you can pick up other angels along the way that may help out with specific aspects of your life. So is, is that true, number one? And secondly, how does the guardian angel get assigned to you? And if you're just living in this linear time frame of, let's say, 70 years or whatever, uh, how, what is the guardian angel doing before your incarnation? And if we do get reincarnated, do you get the same guardian angel if you go into a different persona or if you're on another planet or whatever? How does that all work? Well, if I don't answer that question fully, ask what I missed. Okay. Um, well, I, I would say to you, everyone has a guardian angel and, and you your, your guardian angel would have been assigned to you, your soul, when you were in heaven. You met right. your guardian angel and you knew everything of what was going to happen within your life but you knew you had choices and free will you could change it if if you wished and you knew even you know the circumstances of your parents but you chose them and you loved them anyway and I suppose there's always that that hope that your parents will turn out to be the best <laughs> possible but we have to remember parents do they do their best, you know, um, in in life in in that in that way. And you asked about how how did angels come about, and the only way I can explain that is that they were created long ago, you know, before before the universe, before life itself. Okay. How does your uh, who assigns? Is it spirit or source that assigns your? guardian angel to you or is there an archangels do that and uh, how does that all work um i have i have to smile i i would have to say it's not an archangel i have to say it's god because i have been shown where the guardian angel and the soul before it's even conceived um is standing in front of god standing there and being given all of the information and one thing the guardian angel is told to take care of this child you know and bring it back back home home again and and I, again i i think that is that is very very beautiful because at the moment of conception your guardian angel travels with you your soul and your soul goes into this tiny little egg that's going to become a human being and i i guess at times we forget that you know we are a human being but we're a spiritual being as well we're both mm. you know but at the moment we haven't allowed ourselves we're afraid in a way to to believe and bring those two two together 
and yet there is loads of help there for us spiritually. Okay. Um, my special guest, Lauren Byrne, we're talking about Angels in My Hair, her new book, The True Story of a Modern Day Irish Mystic. But bigger than that, we're talking about angels and their importance. And Lorna, um, let's talk again a little bit about the keeper of the threshold and the guardian angel. Is there a difference between the keeper and the threshold and your guardian angel and also your higher self? How does all of that work together? Um, I, I suppose for, for me, you, you have to remember from the moment I opened my eyes, I've seen seen the angels. I didn't know they were angels as such, you know, and I was told to keep it a secret. And and you're you're talking in the sense of the threshold as if there is, in a sense, rules and regulations in that in that way. But I have never been shown rules and regulations in the way humanly we explain it. It's like even the archangels, all the angels know that. Um, an archangel is is that bit higher up, but yet there is no. How would I? Yet an archangel is is not saying to a guardian angel or to an unemployed angel or to a teacher angel, you know, you're below me. It's it's like there's this. How would I say uniform, and and it's level in that in that way. And I don't know if that is answering your question fully. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, not fine, fine. Um, you know, you talked about uh, asking, and, and in the back of the book, there's 12 ways where you can reach out to your angels and or ask for a sign. So I asked the other day for a sign, and I asked for the name of my archangel a couple of years ago, and I got a name, uh, and I, I use that all the time. And it doesn't yeah. seem to matter to my arch, my my guardian angel what I, I the, the, the vibe I get is, it doesn't matter, you can want to use that name, that's fine. And when I asked to see my guardian angel, it's kind of like, you don't need to see me. So I asked the other day, which is fine. I, I just help you. Like one time I was on the highway and I said, I need a sign. And I almost had an accident and it missed like at the last second because my attention was brought to the fact that things weren't going the right way on the road. And uh, I, I could have gotten into a bad accident. And I was like, okay, that's a sign, I guess. The other day, in, in scheduling this and uh, uh, getting ready for the show, I asked my uh, guardian angel for a sign. Well, nothing happened. And then that evening, on along my arm, my wrist was like about 12 slits on my wrist. And I couldn't believe it. And they were deep. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And then I actually put some silver on it. And it turned into uh, like a rectangle with these lines across it. And then about a half hour later, it disappeared. And I forgot about it. And I mentioned it to my wife. We couldn't figure out. And I looked it up on the internet, you know, and nothing. And then this morning, I said, that was the sign. Is that possible? Yes, um, that, that's possible. And, and that's a type of sign I have never heard of before someone being being given. But I, I think it was given in the sense of really to get your attention, you know, not not just for this interview, but but for things within within your life to help you to remind you to keep on chewing, tuning in to your guardian angel. And I love the way you said, you know, your guardian angel, you know, gave you the feeling, you know, it doesn't matter what you call me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's very true. I, 
that you heard your guardian angel clearly because the most common name across the world is my guardian angel. <laughs> okay. You know, that is the most most common. They they don't mind. They will give you a name all right, um, but it's never their full name. It's only like a little part of it in in that in that way. Like sometimes um when I be giving a talk, you know, and you know, a family and that would come up for the blessing and, and the parents would say, Oh, can you tell my children, you know, the names of the guardian angel? Now some of the children could be seven, eight, ten, you know, and I never have to. It's very rarely I have to because I ask the child, do you know the name of your guardian angel? And they tell me yes. And they tell me what it is. And, and the parents would be in such a shock, you know, amazing. Um, which, so, is, is, which is lovely. Children are tuned in to their guardian angel. Now, when you were a little girl, this started first happening for you, you actually see the physical aspect of the angel. It's not a visualization. You just see them and they start communicating with you. What initially, what did you, was that just something that was natural to you, Lorna? Or was that something that you questioned? How did you feel about that? Um, I, I didn't question it as, as a child at all. Like, um, you know, as an infant, I would be trying to reach up and, and play with them. And I didn't know they were angels. It was just at that particular time when I was playing with my brother in front of the fire, you know, and our hands touched. It was like as if, his hand went into mine and mine went into his and it was just sparks everywhere. And I remember laughing and, and just feeling such joy and, and doing it again. And it was at that time that the angel said that they were angels and I must keep it a secret. But they told me as well at that time was that my brother was a soul. He was different than them. And you know, at times I would have seen him as an infant in my mom's arms when she'd fall asleep in the chair in front of the fire. And other times he would even be older than I, because he was born before me anyway. He'd be way older than than, than myself. Um, and I, I think, you know, they kind of, kind of kept on reminding me to keep it a secret. and. I was considered retarded by the doctor, you know, that came to see see my mom. And the angels used to just say to me when I would get upset if somebody was laughing at me or somebody was saying she's stupid, you know, they would just say they know no better and they would comfort me and that would be okay. And I learned very quickly that that was okay because I was dyslexic, but severely. So I guess my mom was very worried that I wasn't talking, but I was all of the time communicating with the angels. And they have been my best friends. They are my teachers, my companions. Um, and I have to smile because, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. And, and all of my life, I. Every time they would say to me, you know, keep it a secret, don't say a word. And they used to tell me I would be locked up, you know, they were protecting me. But then when they started to say, you know, I would write that this is what God wanted, 
Mm. I just thought they were crazy. And I thought God was crazy as well. You know, how on earth could could I write when I couldn't even write my name? And even today, writing my name, I can't talk to you at the same time when I'm writing it. I can't just scribble, you know, in that in that way. And eventually I I said yes. You know, I always remember giving out to Archangel Michael when he said, it's getting near time for you to write. And time for the angels and gods, that spiritual time seems to be so different than ours. Because my little daughter was only maybe 18 months or two in the pram when I was wheeling her. And it was years later that my husband Joe died. And it was after that that I said, okay, I'll write. And then the miracle started to happen. I, Everyone knew I couldn't read or write. I kept it a secret, but certain people knew. And I said it to someone, I'm going to write. And I know the look on their face was full of shock because they knew how do you spell bread? Can you write bread? You know what I mean? The ordinary mm, thing. Sure. And that's how the miracles started, you okay. know? So you'd see, in your experience, Lorna, you see angels all the time? I see physically? them. I don't see them on the screen. I can't see your guardian angel. That okay. only happens on very rare occasions. But... There's angels here in the room with me. I can turn and I can see who is actually here. And if I'm out on the street, like tomorrow, I'm going shopping with my daughter to do Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see lots of people. But I'm going to see the guardian angel with them. And I know I'm going to see loads of unemployed angels looking to be employed, looking yeah. to but give let's... a helping hand. Let's talk about that because I found it fascinating in the book. We have a, a, the guardian angels who can multitask, I guess. And excuse me, the archangels can multitask, if you yeah. will, for lack of a better word. And other angels have specific roles. And there's a group of angels called unemployed angels who are available, kind of looking for work. How, do, how does that all work? That's very interesting. It is an interesting. Um... When when I was quite young, one day, you know, I, I went out into the garden and the angels just told me to lock up. And there I saw these angels just tumbling down from the sky, like as if, you know, a bucket was turned upside down. And, and they're literally in a ball in that sense. And it's like as they reach the earth, you know, just it's like maybe a couple of feet above it they suddenly open up and they are beautiful angels. And these are one angel that I see their wings at that moment. And they all, and I haven't told anyone this before, <laughs> you know, and their wings are always, how would I say, made of feathers, but these enormous feathers. But then as, as soon as they come down fully, I don't see the wings, hmm. you know, it's, that would be very rare. But these unemployed angels, they're all the time whispering in people's ear. Um, I think encouraging people to, to give people hope. And it's like they want to be employed. So 
I have to say, all over the world. And I have seen them where people have actually asked an unemployed angel to help them. You know, even someone carrying a bag or crossing a road or or I have seen where, you know, somebody started to cross the road and an unemployed angel stopped them going further. You know, they responded to 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 the angel. Um, and people now are asking for an unemployed angel for themselves, but they're asking now for unemployed angels to go to different places into the world and to strangers. And I always say to everyone, you don't just have to send an angel to someone who believes in angels. Please send the angels to everyone. You know, because we we need them spiritually to help us because we are a spiritual being as well. So for folks who have passed, okay, your guardian angels with you when you pass. What uh okay, let me keep it simple. What happens with your guardian angel after you pass and they help you with the transition? Well, the way I'll I'll put it for you is that, you know. When, when someone is dying, or even if they die suddenly, your guardian angel has hold of the soul. And the soul is that spark of light of God. It's so tiny, but yet so enormous. And it fills every part of the human body, but it's out there as well. You know, it's it's connecting to, to all, all of life. And at that moment, your guardian angel takes that soul to that place that everyone calls heaven. You don't die. It's only the human body that dies. You actually live forever. And to me, that is something that is so comforting for people. You know, you will meet your loved one when your time comes, but I don't want your time to come for a long, long time or anyone else's. Um, and your guardian angel will bring you there. And your guardian angel is your guardian angel for eternity, cannot or ever be anyone else's. So it goes to heaven with you. And even when the soul may come back, which 99.9% they do, they come back to help those that are grieving, to help to comfort them, to let them know that that they're okay. And the guardian angel is there as well. Okay. Uh, Lorna Byrne, my special guest, uh, the new book, Angels in My Hair, which is really her kind of life story. We're talking about angels. It's a great conversation. So people who have passed over, a lot of times folks want to contact, you know, the parents might have passed or maybe a child. What's what's the best way to do that? Is that possible? Can we communicate with people who have, who have passed, friends and family, loved ones? Yes, we, we can. And I, I think sometimes when we feel we're not communicating, it's just that we're we're grieving so much. Sometimes we have to wait. And sometimes, you know, someone else might come along to you and say, I could feel Mary or John, you know, the other night. And I just want to let you know. So sometimes it happens in that way. But one thing, the, the soul of a loved one is giving you signs all the time as well. And again, it's, you know, you to recognize those those signs. Sometimes somebody would say, you know, I was passing the mirror or or I was, you know, passing my kitchen and I was so sure they were in the kitchen, you know, just for a split second. 
Mm. And again, that's your loved one trying to help you get through the grief okay. in, that, in that way. So when, since we have, our, uh, I guess, the most important angel for us is our guardian angel, coming back to that again, what's the best way for people, just on an everyday basis, if they're open, if they spend time in nature, as you strongly recommend, how can you, on a daily basis, have this relationship with your guardian angel to bring it to the most impactful way so you don't feel separated, that you can really start to work together? Is there a way to do that? Yeah, there is. There is I have to smile a million and one different ways. You know, <laughs> one, one thing when, when the angels would have me out, out in nature, you know, they would have me put my hand on a leaf or on a tree and then they would ask me to feel the energy of that tree and then they'd ask me to step away, well away from the tree and they would say, Lorna, can you feel our energy now? And you can't. You, you start to get those tingles, you know, um, and, and you might even get that gut feeling, you know, what way to go to say you have a problem, what decision to make. And, and sometimes we don't listen to that gut feeling or, or that voice we hear in our head and we go the other direction. But lots of times people will tell you, I knew I should have gone the opposite direction. You know, and I would always say then, you know, the next time it's like if my guardian angel said to me or your guardian angel said to you now, turn around and move the cushion behind you. It's like, go and do it. Um, don't ask why. Don't be lazy. Don't don't say, what does it mean? Just go and do it. Exactly. Um, because you're you're learning to communicate. And you're learning to recognize that when there is something really important in your life, you'll actually move the cushion, the cushion, you know, and you will be so happy and you'll say, I did that myself, you know, but it was your guardian angel that helped you to get there spiritually to do it yourself. Okay. So it, it, on a day-to-day basis, it sounds like we should work with our guardian angels. And then if there's specialty items, let's say you're, you're writing an article, writing a book or, or whatever, then do they recruit other angel resources to help you with that? Or should you reach out on your own for like uh, Edgar Allan Poe, your spirit, I need you to help me write this uh, mystery story I, I'm doing. Love- what, what's the best way to do this? I, I love that. Um no, you don't. Your guardian angel already knows. If you're already aware of your guardian angel and you're sitting down to write an article, you know, if you want, you can say, come on, get someone here to help me. Or you help me. Come on. Like, in that, in that way, I need help here. Um, but your guardian angel has already done it before you even sat down to write. It's all it's already happening, but it's for you to be open enough. And everyone is open enough. I, I think they shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be doubting yourself. And another thing people could do is um, write a letter to the guardian angel and you can give out to your guardian angel, you know, because um, I'm always giving out. You know, you can even give out to God. Tell them you're not having it anymore in that in that way. You want things sorted, please show me. And and again, even with our own love, 
you know, your soul is, is pure love. You know, you can have a bottle full of milk and pretend that milk is love and you can turn it upside down and it's, it's pouring out and it empties. But it never empties from your soul. Your soul is constantly love in that way. And spiritually, you know, to love ourselves a little bit more. We're all the time being told we're not worthy to love ourselves. We're all the time being told, you know, no, you shouldn't forgive yourself. But you, you have to, because how can you love someone else or nature or anything unless you love you? That's, that's so, so important. Um, In that same vein, Lorna, how, what's the best way? Because I think a lot of people have a, a challenge by opening up their heart because we're taught just by our daily experiences and the way our cultures are to kind of be much more left brain, if you will, thinking where it's all logic and logistics instead of being more creative and more open. And I think it's so important for people to open up their heart. And it's not all that easy, but I guess we should ask our angel to help us with that. Or should we ask spirit directly? When do we go to the angel? When do we go to the spirit? Well, it's the the only way I can put it to you that way. It's it's like it's already known. It's not when do I go. It's already happening in that in that way, and that's because you have, in a sense, decided or made the decision. You're not afraid to connect spiritually to your soul, to to your guardian angel, to whatever spirit is going to come in to to help you in that in that way. But it is so important to love yourself. Just even a little bit more, you know. I know we have that. I always call it this belt, you know, with this big buckle, and we have pulled it so tight. And it is because of, you know, culture. You know, it has been drummed into us for centuries. That fear, it, fear, right? Yeah, it's it's such a fear. We're so afraid of it, and and sometimes we're even afraid in the sense that we say, "Oh, I don't want to get hurt." You know, but that's how you know it's love. Like many a time I, I say to people, you know, this is Christmas time now. It's coming up. It's the spirit of Christmas. It's it's that veil that has got a little bit thinner, you know, between the heavens and us in that way. So it gives us an opportunity um, to be kind to ourselves, not to be afraid to show love, you know. Um, and we just have such a fear of, of being hurt. And and we should let that fear fear away. We should not be afraid because love is so precious. Love, you can't buy it. It's not for sale. Let, let me ask you this, Lorna. Um, what well, many people talk about the that the planet is ascending, not just people, but the planet itself is ascending. The energy is changing. We're getting energy from inside the earth pushing up. We're getting energy, more energy from the sun coming through, and that there may be some type of event uh, coming up or something that uh, creates a separation of people in terms of which some people will ascend at a certain pace and other people will ascend at a, at a different pace, if you will. They have more to learn in the 3D, if you will. What do your angels tell you about all of that? Um, what way can I put it? You know, we're, we're also, change is happening, you know, and, and we have to change and we're terrified of it. 
but yet I have been shown so many incredible futures. And I never thought I'd be here for the futures that have already that are already here in that mm-hmm. way. But I have been shown where we do make those changes. You know, we we lose that fear, we grow more spiritually, and where our planet, you know, is renewed again. You know, where where children cross, you know, a river without a bridge. I always use that one because, and their feet don't even touch the water. Um, I know we can do it. And I know we're in in kind of fear of, well, what's this big event that's that's going to happen? It's already happening. And I, I guess that's why God has me doing what I'm doing. Like, I keep saying, why didn't you pick somebody else? And <laughs> people will listen to a man more so than me in that way. Um, but he, he decided me for some reason, and, and I can't even read or write. You know, there is hope there, loads of hope. And I, I believe in mankind. I know we can do it. I know that intertwining of the body and soul will happen. Um. And when that happens, and I believe it's it's even starting in tiny little ways, you know, people won't get sick. You know, our world will completely change. It's like those children and the adults I was shown of the future. You know, school won't be the same. You know, we I know technology will give out to me. We won't need technology. Everything completely, completely changes. Um, and we still have as human beings, the human part of us, we still have so much to learn. The soul doesn't have to learn anything. It already knows the soul can't be be damaged or marked the way people are being told. You know, that that doesn't happen. That's just, in a sense, um, religion, you know, and, and control. But your soul is pure, and it's pure light. It's I, I just love it that, you know, we live forever. Mm. Your loved ones live forever. They're not dead. Now, uh, coming from Ireland, and I'm sure, you know, you grew up a lot of Catholicism there, a lot of Catholics, and you have this gift, and you state that it doesn't matter what, according to the angels, it doesn't matter what religion anybody is. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's all good. And with your gift, is, has the church given you any pushback on that? Like, it's oh, you got to go it's Jesus or forget about it? Or have you gotten any kind of uh, challenges on that stuff? Well, I, I suppose I have at, at times because, you know, that that was one thing that I said to God, you know, what will I call you? You know, I said, do I call you Jesus? Do I, you know, do I call you Lord? Um, and he just turned around and said to me, Lorna, what do you call me? And I, I just kind of looked. God, of course, you know, <laughs> what are you saying that for? Um, I was I was so shocked. But the word God is universal. So when you're okay. you use the word God, it's it's Jesus, it's it's um Allah, it's it's all God has millions of names. Now at, on the same vein, is there uh is there a hell? If there's it sounds like there's a heaven, is there a hell? Is there Satan? Is there real evil? Or is it a is a dichotomy? What? How does it? Is polarity? What is it? Okay, where shall I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
one thing I always say, say to people when that question is asked, especially in an audience, I, I would say, you know, you must listen to my words, um, the few words I, I say, and, and that is that God has never shown me him sending anyone to that place we call hell. You know, I I know there there is even evil and badness in, in the world, but I believe that comes mostly from ourselves as as such from pain and hurt. You know, we let the negative in in that way. And even though God at one time showed me that evil, I knew it was coming, you know, but because of my faith, I was able to push it back in that in that in that way. I don't know if that's fully answering. Yes, your no, that's it. That, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, prayer. You mentioned the power. Prayer is important. There's a power in prayer. How do we balance the power of prayer with some people? I mean, you really, I always say God helps those who help themselves. So we can ask for guidance. We can pray. And, and but we have to do things also. We have to make, yeah. we have to create action. And sometimes we'll be correct, sometimes incorrect. But sometimes we do something that's incorrect that leads us to the correct path. Or sometimes one door is closed and another is open. But, and praying is important, but we also have to do, we have to do things. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that 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 is correct. You know, prayer is extremely powerful. I I just say to people, it can move mountains. But you know, if you get up and wash the floor, you get up and wash the floor. The prayer is not going to wash the floor for you. Right. In that in that way, but you have it clean. So it's like you you're you're cleaning your slate. You're you're using the prayer. You're asking. And I always say, you know, don't just, we, we have a habit of just praying for ourselves and our own loved ones. And I would say to you, do that, of course, that is important. But pray for the stranger. Pray for the person who can't pray for themselves. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay, Lauren, Lorna Byrne, my special guest, the new book, Angels in My Hair, The True Story of a Modern Day Irish Mystic. Uh, where can people find out about your sanctuary and what is your website? Well, they can find out all about the sanctuary on, on the website. And it's it's lornaburn.com. I'm not very good at, at this, this part. But the sanctuary, again, was just such a miracle. It was something that God had shown me when I was a child and actually even had me there holding my hand and I looking out this big window and he just saying, you know, this is the sanctuary. This is where people will come and this is where you will live. But of course, I, I live here in my own house. Um, and just the way that miracle happened, I thought, again, God was crazy to say such a thing. And a few years just before Joe died, we were passing by, you know, go down to visit a friend and we passed by these two pillars. And Archangel Michael was standing there and it was like as if the car went in slow motion. And he just said, Lorna, you will live here one day. And again, I thought Archangel Michael was out of his mind, you know. So just skipping the story, um, after Joe had died, my family said, Mom, you're traveling six to nine months a year around the world. You know, you're not going to be able to keep this up. We have to find somewhere mm -hmm. for you to give talks locally. and." Just for a bit of fun, one of one of the ladies um, went in on the internet and found this place for sale. Of course, we've no money, 
still haven't, and I have to smile at that. And my son showed it to me, and the first thing I saw was the pillars. And I was, I was shocked, you know. So that's the sanctuary. I know I can't okay. keep talking about no. it. Okay. Let me uh, spell out your name for, for everybody. So it's L-O-R-N-A, Lorna, Lorna Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E dot com. You can find out all about uh, Lorna. She's got other books on angels also. And just you're doing God's work. And I want to thank you so much for being on our show. I hope you'll come back again because I'd really like to get into more so we can share with people. But uh, you're doing wonderful work. God bless you. And thank you, Lorna Byrne, for being on Guys Guys Radio. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it's guys guy radio okay what a heavenly conversation with our wonderful guest lorna byrne from ireland and we learned all about angels so specifically what's our real takeaway from this well everybody has a different perspective about angels i personally believe that i do have a guardian angel i work with my angel I ask for things, and it works for me. I can't say what your experience is or what your beliefs are. If you're on the fence, ask for a sign. Let it go and see what happens. I hope you can create a very good working relationship with your angels. They're not going to do the work for you. As they say, God helps those who help themselves. you got to do the work, but the more you work, the more your luck seems to improve. And the more you put your faith that you are being loved and helped, I think the better things get. At least that's how it's worked for me. I hope it works for you. But you got to have a little faith and you got to put it out there and you got to ask and then you let it go. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, we're here worldwide, beginning with on KCAA in Southern California. 106.5 FM, 1050 AM every Wednesday evening. At 8 p.m. Pacific Time, the show rebroadcasts every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The podcast, YouTube, and Rumble post worldwide every Thursday. And now with UK Health Radio, which is an internet radio station, by the way. You can hear it anywhere in the world. And Guys Guys Radio, we're on four times a week. So Mondays at 6 p.m. UK time, 1 p.m. Eastern. Friday, midnight UK, 7 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, 6 a.m. UK, 1 a.m. Eastern, if you're staying up late. And Sunday, 12 noon UK, 7 a.m. Eastern. So we're everywhere. So you have no excuse not to be able to find and consume Guys Guys Radio. And I really appreciate your support. And if you enjoy the guests and the content I bring you each and every week to the show, please subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume your content for Guys Guys Radio, and I thank you in advance. You can also catch me, Robert Manny, on my website, robertmanny.com. That's M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, everything, dating, relationships, family, friendships, sex, spirituality, fitness, diet, it's all there. Very similar to a lot of the subjects we cover on the show, all to help you live your best life. Yes, it's called Guys Guys Radio. It's for men, but it's also for women too. And half our audience is women, which I think is great. And we just keep putting out that information for you and bringing in the right guests that have something to say, something to share 
and then we leave it up to you to determine what you want to do with it. You can also download three free chapters of my novel. My debut novel is called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And for the folks on UK Health Radio who are not aware of this, it's a novel that's been called The Men's Successor to Sex in the City. I'll read you the back of the book. Um, A sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. When Max Halliday, a rising New York ad man, joins a glitzy midtown agency, he knows the game is winner takes all. But after Max's best friend, Roger, a serial womanizer, seduces his billionaire client and puts his career in jeopardy, Max strikes back, penning The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, a column exposing the many Rogers prowling the city. I'll just leave it there so you get a sense as to what it's all about. It's got great reviews. Check it out on Amazon, and you can pick out a physical, pick up a physical or a digital copy of the book, however you consume your books. It's been kind of the source material for everything Guy's Guy, and kind of the bridge that's taken me to my blog, to my radio, and now UK Health Radio. So thank you, everybody, for coming along the guys, guys, on the Guy's Guy's train with me, and we're growing, and we're loving it. So. I want to take a, take a quick time, quick moment here, excuse me, for a shout out to all the wonderful guests I've interviewed, over 700 people for Guys Guys Radio before getting to UK Health Radio uh, from all the different areas and the ex- areas of expertise that we talked about before. Uh, I also want to thank my wonderful producer, Chris, and my strategy guy, Ryan, uh, to help make this show as good as it can be each and every week. But most of all, I want to thank you because the audience is growing. And the audience is made up of seekers, people who really want to get the best out of life. They want new information. They want new ideas. They want to transcend just the stuff that we get like a gatling gun at, at us, sent at us from the mainstream news all the time. And it's good to get some basic information there, but you've got to get more than that because uh, you don't want to be programmed. You want to be, you want to be inspired to think, do feel, and act. And the place to do that, uh, one of the places to do that is right here on Guys Guys Radio. So I'll see you next week. We've got another great guest coming up. Until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>